right, everybody, welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, back at it again, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thanks for making me part of your day, presented by Anchor Podcasts. Quick reminder where you can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Tap Outs and TDs, on Facebook, at Tap Outs and Touchdowns, and email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. Make sure you reach out and, and let me know if there's a player or a team you want me to cover on the football shows uh, and any other questions uh, for things that you may want me or my wrestling correspondent, PJ Steven, to cover. Uh, what a week in football it was again. NFL Week 2, college football uh, Week 4. Well, I guess NFL Week 3 uh, in college football Week 4. Oh, man, I don't even know where to start. You got to see the Clemson Tigers get upset by NC State on the road. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends who are diehard Clemson fans. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fans uh, where I live in the upstate of South Carolina where there were a lot of very vocal Clemson fans. And I I remember when I first moved here back in 2011, I didn't see a whole lot of Clemson flags flying And I think after losing two of their first four games here in 2021, I've got a feeling that it's about to go back to that phase now. And that's not me hating to be a Carolina homer. Uh, But I've talked to a lot of Clemson fans who are very unhappy with DJ Uli Angalile, their new starting quarterback with the departure of Trevor Lawrence to the NFL. Nevertheless, a bad week for for South Carolina football, really, outside of Coastal Carolina winning and I say in that Coastal Carolina may be the best football team in the state of South Carolina as South Carolina lost another one to Kentucky. In that game, South Carolina's offense looked awful most of the night. Defense came up with three turnovers, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the offense got zero points out of it. But uh, what just a what a what a terrible showing <laughs> uh, of of South Carolina and Clemson football. Uh, you know, again. Another fun weekend in both college and the NFL. Uh, we've got a, a fun weekend coming up, but we'll get to that here in the main event. Uh, you know, I, I just want to touch base on, on, the, on the games. We saw a really fun game uh, between Texas A&M and Arkansas. Arkansas was able to, to squeak out a 10-point win. Uh, man, Arkansas may be legit, and they've, they've got a pretty tough matchup coming up this week. Uh, I'll tell you what, moving on from college, The Los Angeles Chargers-Kansas City game was a really fun one to watch, as was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling out west to face the L.A. Rams. Man, what a a fun weekend in football. You know, we saw the the San Francisco 49ers uh, lose to the Green Bay on a last-second field goal. No timeouts and under 40 seconds to go. Green Bay gets the ball back, and they're still able to kick a field goal to win that game. And Aaron Rodgers said something in, a, in the interview after the game. How can you not be romantic about football? Some of the football games that we've been given have just been phenomenal stories. You know, we talk in, in our on our wrestling shows about the storytelling that that the wrestlers do uh, in their matches. Some of these football games have been incredible stories uh, to unfold, and and that's that was no different here in college football week four and NFL week three. But without further ado, let's get to the opening bell here on Tap House and Touchdowns this week, where we're going to do bullies breakouts and bullies busts here on the show. Uh, the last few weeks, we, we've seen some some 
players come out of nowhere and and really uh, take off for their for their teams. Uh, this is no different uh, this week, and we'll start off with Bullies Breakouts here from Week Three of the NFL. Starting at quarterback, we've got Justin Herbert. Uh, he broke out again two two straight weeks where he had some sort of lackluster fantasy production in this game against Kansas City. Two hundred and eighty-one yards and four touchdowns with zero turnovers. The second-year quarterback out of Oregon came off a loss against Dallas in Week Two and lit up their division rival and NC and, and sorry defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. Great game for Justin Herbert. If you started him in your fantasy lineup, uh, he hopefully helped carry you to a win last week. Next up, my breakout running back is somebody who I've been waiting on breaking out, and he finally did this week, and that's running back Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The rookie out of Alabama went for 40 rushing yards, uh, but this is the stat line that's going to trip you out. 14 receptions for 102 receiving yards in this game. Although he didn't find the end zone and a surprising loss to the Bengals, you you hear that stat line, and you would think, well, there's no way that they lost that game. Uh, Najee Harris got involved early and off. Wide receiver Devontae Johnson was out due to an injury, and it wasn't Chase Claypool. It wasn't Juju Smith-Schuster. It wasn't even Pat Fryermuth, their rookie tight end. It was rookie running back Najee Harris who stepped up and put the offense on his back. Uh, What a breakout week and something that we all sort of expected to see out of Najee Harris in uh, his rookie season. Wide receiver uh, breakout here in week three goes to Mike Williams. Now, you're not really saying much because he's had a pretty productive season. Uh, In this game, I already mentioned Justin Herbert against the Chiefs. In this game against the Chiefs, he went for seven receptions, 122 yards, with two touchdowns and a two-point conversion reception. Uh, In a young career marred by injuries, uh, Mike Williams exploded through three weeks with four receiving touchdowns, 22 receptions for 295 yards. His biggest game again coming in week three against the Chiefs, who were reeling off a loss of their own to the Ravens. uh, And the performance by Mike Williams helped propel the Chargers to a 2-1 and start here in 2021. Last but not least, my tight end breakout for week three goes to none other than Dalton Schultz. If you weren't paying attention to Monday Night Football, all he did was reel in two touchdowns and six receptions in an offense that featured starting skill players such as Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, uh, not to mention their star quarterback and Dak Prescott. Uh, again, Monday Night Football, division rival uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, going into this game, Dalton Schultz had eight receptions all season. Uh, this blowup is not going to guarantee sustained success, uh, but a huge play for any fantasy manager who may have started him this week. Uh, what a blowup and, and show-out game for tight end Dalton Schultz. So again, your breakouts here in week three of the NFL, Justin Herbert, Najee Harris, Mike Williams, and Dalton Schultz. Uh, moving right along here into Bullies Busts of week three, The first one should be pretty self-explanatory, and that's rookie quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. A mere 68 passing yards and 12 rushing yards with no touchdowns to account for. That's right. The quarterback accounted for 80 total yards of offense on his own. In his first career start with the injury to Andy Dalton, Justin Fields was sacked nine times by the Browns. Uh, in a game that kept the Bears out of the end zone, Justin Fields 
A lot of Bears fans have been clamoring for him all season. It did not look good for him here in week three. My quarterback bust goes to Justin Fields. This one hurts me. It hits me. It hits me in the heart. Hits me close to home. My running back bust in week three goes to Mike Davis. 50 rushing yards, four receptions for 20 yards in their win against the New York Giants. Uh, in a game against uh, in a game featuring two 0-2 teams, both with struggling defenses. Uh, again, the final score of this game, 17 to 14. Uh, in favor of Davis's Falcons. However, it was his third consecutive game, just barely into double digits, and Davis has yet to find the end zone here in 2021. My bust from week three at running back goes to my former Gamecock in Mike Davis. My wide receiver bust goes to Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Malcolm Brown. Three receptions, 53 yards. That's an 8.3-point fantasy day. Against a bad Lions team, uh, where Hollywood Brown saw seven targets and only reeled in three, and he had a few key, very bad drops that forced Baltimore into having to attempt an NFL record long field goal to defeat the Detroit Lions as time expired. I talked about romanticism in football. This play should have never happened. The play clock ran out before Justin Tucker received the snap to kick the field goal. And then the field goal on top of it hits the bottom crossbar and somehow flips forward to, to be good for a 66-yard field goal. What a game. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns through two weeks of the season, uh, but dropped the literal and proverbial ball here in week three with an 8.3 fantasy outing against the bad Detroit Lions. Last but not least, uh, one of my one of my my best calls of the year so far. Uh, and that was uh, to sell on this tight end last week. And that was uh, Denver Broncos tight end Noah Fant. Stat line against uh, the Jets, two receptions, 15 yards. Again, I mentioned he was on my sell list for week three. The terrible Jets kept Fant in check as we saw his lowest receiving and yardage output of the early season. The Broncos shutting out the Jets 26 to nothing. If you were a fantasy owner or a fantasy manager, you had to be disappointed that Fant didn't contribute more than more in the win. But had you listened to me last week, you wouldn't have started him at all this week, and you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in now, wondering, well, is Noah Fant going to be a reliable tight end moving forward? Uh, so there's your busts. Bullies bust here in week three. Go to Justin Fields, Mike Davis, Hollywood Brown, and Noah Fant. Coming up next, we've got Bullies Buys and Sells, and in the main event, we're going to do another another edition of Frick's Picks here on the show. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back, right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed the opening bell uh, getting into the meat of the show here bullies buys and sells for week four of the nfl and fantasy season if you've been listening to me to this point this year you're probably not happy with me i'm currently at six and ten with my buys and sells i will mention that i have been much more accurate with my sells than i have my buys i say all that to say that listen i've been going by the analytics I've been going by matchups. I've been going by trends. 
in all honesty, like my evaluation should be working out for me. It should be working out for all of us. Last week, I said that I was starting Daniel Jones, and I did in two leagues. One of which I started over Justin Herbert. You can probably understand, or you can probably kind of guess where that wound me up. Uh, I tell you what, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm going to continue to do this the segment of the show uh, because I feel like I've got some good analysis here. But I want to preface with this with saying that I'm not going to pick out obvious choices for my buys and sells. Like, I'm not going to say, "Hey, I'm buying Patrick Mahomes," or "I'm selling." Uh, who's the quarterback for the Jets? I'm selling. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I'm not going to just sell Zach Wilson. So, the buys and sells are basically, if you're in a desperate spot, I'm giving my my best analysis. And, you know, I even said it last week, it was mid-tier fantasy advice, and that's what I'm going to continue to call it. But it's not like I'm just throwing darts at a dartboard here. And that's why I go through what I what I do when it comes to making these picks. So without further ado, Bullies Buys and Sells, week four of the NFL season. And we're going to start off at quarterback, and this is probably going to be the first time, when you hear this, you may cut the show off. And I'm not going to say that I blame you, but I want you to hear me out. Because he was in my bust segment uh, earlier in this show. My bully buy at quarterback goes to, well, any starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this coming week. Uh, I've got Andy Dalton and Justin Fields listed. Uh, Currently, Andy Dalton is projected 17.8 points. Uh, Justin Fields is projected two. Uh, We don't know if Andy Dalton is going to miss this week as well as, uh, you know, him missing last week. I use all this to say that the Bears draw Lions team that are allowing an average of 285 passing yards per game and have allowed seven passing touchdowns through three weeks. Uh, having I, I know that the Bears are coming off an abysmal outing that, as I mentioned in the opening bell, saw Justin Fields sacked nine times last week against the Browns. Uh, I do believe that Chicago is going to get back on track in week four and whoever's starting at quarterback for the Bears are going to reap the benefits. Uh, I believe if Andy Dalton gets the start and is healthy enough to play, again, if you're looking for a streaming option, there may be fewer options better than Andy Dalton this week. I, I'm buying on Justin Fields right now because at this point in time, he's projected two points. And if he starts, he will get more than two points in this game. So, again, I'm picking my buys and sells based on uh, projected points and what I actually think they're going to get. And I think that whoever is playing quarterback uh, for the Bears this week are going to exceed their projections, which is why my bully buy at quarterback for this week is either Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, whoever draws the start here for the Bears. My running back buy for week four may not be as surprising as I've got Clyde Edwards-Elaire projected 13.3 points in week four. I'm back on the CEH bandwagon. 
as CEH has not only eclipsed 100 yards on the ground for the first time this season in Week 2, or in Week 3, excuse me, but he also found the end zone on a 10-yard receiving uh, play in uh, their loss to the Chargers. Something you would not expect to hear is that the Chiefs are coming off a two-game losing streak and draw an Eagles defense that just gave up 155 rushing yards between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard on a Monday night football game, including uh, two rushing touchdowns to the latter. Uh, I believe, having said all that, uh, and the fact that the the Chiefs are going to want to get back on the winning track, uh, I think CEH is in store for another big week and should exceed his projection currently uh, at 13 points. My wide receiver buy for this week is Jets wide receiver Corey Davis, currently projected at 12.9 points. Corey Davis plays for the Jets. The Jets have been awful. Zach Wilson has been awful the last two weeks. But Corey Davis is facing his former team this week, and the Titans are allowing the third most points to wide receivers thus far this season. Uh, Again, I mentioned the Jets have been atrocious on offense the past two weeks, but I'm going to pretend that Davis, or I'm sorry, I'm going to predict, I should say, uh, that Corey Davis is going to be the bright spot on this offense this week. And I believe in a quote-unquote revenge game, Corey Davis should find the end zone, which will be the first time since week one, which is why I'm buying Corey Davis in week four. Last but certainly not least, my tight end buy for week four goes to none other than Dawson Knox. Projected 7.0 points going into this game. Uh, Dawson Knox is averaging four targets per game this season uh, and has now found the end zone in two straight games. Uh, All three of the games he's played, he's exceeded his current projection of seven points, and he's taking on the Texans. Uh, The Bills should be chopping it a bit to light up the scoreboard and including, uh, in my opinion, an emerging fantasy producer in Dawson Knox at tight end. So again, my bullies buys. Chicago Bears quarterback, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Corey Davis, and Dawson Knox are your buys uh, for week four. Bullies sells in week four. Uh, You know, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it, so let's just get into it. My quarterback that I'm selling should be no surprise is quarterback Matt Ryan, currently projected 19.8 points. The Falcons are riding high after their first win of the season, taking out the Giants with a last-second field goal last week. And they draw the Washington football team, allowing most points to opposing quarterbacks so far this season in fantasy. Now, despite a 300-yard, two-touchdown game against Tampa, followed by a 240-plus yard and two-touchdown game last week, the Falcons' offense is running into a Washington football team looking to prove that they had the defense that they were predicted to have uh, during the preseason and, and going into the regular season. Uh, despite these, these you know, pretty consistent, you know, favorable stats for Matt Ryan, the Falcons' offense is just bad. Well, you've got a rookie in Kyle Pitts who is, you know, said to be the next coming. Uh, you've got Calvin Ridley, who's, who should be breaking out with no Julio Jones. You've got Mike Davis, who was a top 10 running back in fantasy last year, along with Cordero Patterson, who was a receiving threat out of the backfield. This offense should be firing on all cylinders, and for whatever reason, it's not. Despite Matt Ryan's numbers, 
this Falcons offense is anemic. And I think you're going to get that game where the Washington football team's defense finally shows up. And it's going to be an abysmal game for Matt Ryan, which is why he's my selling quarterback uh, this week. Now, I'm going to stay on the Falcons for a minute because my running back sell goes to none other than Falcons running back Mike Davis. Projected 14 points on the dot this week. And again, I'm selling on all the Falcons this week. Uh, although they're giving up the most points to quarterbacks in fantasy this year, they're allowing the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs. And Mike Davis has yet to surpass his current point projection this season of 14 points. He's currently the 23rd ranked scoring uh, running back in fantasy, uh, which is good for a flex option. It's good for guys or for leagues running three running backs. Uh, but he's not a starting running back if you're only starting two. Uh, and it's going to be more average production like that this week as he takes on the Washington football team. So my running back sell in week four goes to Mike Davis. My wide receiver sell, uh, this is going to be a name that people are probably going to, you know, another one of those like turn the show off uh, wide receivers. But I'm selling Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Currently projected 17.6 points. He's got back-to-back weeks under 10 fantasy points. Though In those two games combined for eight receptions and 70 yards with zero touchdowns. And now he draws an Eagles defense, allowing the fewest points to wide receivers thus far this season. Now, someone as talented as Tyreek Hill on a team like the Chiefs who are coming off a two-game losing streak of their own, there's a very high likelihood that Tyreek Hill could get deep and and score a couple of long touchdowns again this week. I just don't see it, and which is why Tyreek Hill is my wide receiver sell for week four. Last but most certainly not least is my tight end sell for this week, and that's tight end Rob Gronkowski, currently projected 11 points. Uh, probably, you know, I mentioned that Tyreek Hill could very easily go off. I think Gronk is my riskiest pick here as a sell, as Brady and Gronk return to New England for the first time as Bucks, and you would think that it should be a huge Tom Brady to Robert Gronkowski game. However, New England is allowing the fewest points to tight ends on the season, and last week was the first game where we saw Gronk not only not score twice, but he failed to find the end zone at all uh, in week three for the first time all season. We also saw last week the the disappearance of Antonio Brown is. He was forced to sit due to COVID protocols. Uh, Antonio Brown should be back. And, you know, it's a, somewhat of a revenge game for him because he only played one game as a New England Patriot. And I think this is going to be another big Antonio Brown game and not so much a big Gronk game, which is why I'm selling Gronk's 11 points this week as my tight end sell for week four. So quick recap, uh, my my sells for week four, go to quarterback Matt Ryan, and running back Mike Davis, both of the Atlanta Falcons, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, and tight end Rob Gronkowski. Hopefully, I go eight and zero this week, so I can I can get on that winning winning get on that winning pattern like I was last season. Uh, you know, again, it's it's been a rough year. I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, this week uh, who told me the same thing. He was projected in his fantasy league to go fourteen and one. Uh, heading into the playoffs uh, by whatever whatever site that he was using, and he is currently 0-3 in that league. 
So, uh, you know, analytics, sometimes it's gut, sometimes it's analytics. And, and I'm going to go based on what I think is going to happen, you know, the eye test and all that stuff. So hopefully using my buys and sells this week will help you win your fantasy game in week four. Coming up next, the main event. Rick's picks are back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to the main event of the evening. Right here on Tap House and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye, back with Frick's Picks. Before we get into it, just a reminder where you can find me on social media. In case there's a game that you want to cover here on the show for Frick's Picks, on Twitter, go to at Tap Facebook at Tap House and Touchdowns, uh, and then on the email to the show, Tap House and Touchdowns at Gmail. Com. Now, I know if you go to the Facebook page, you can shoot me a message there uh, so you can bypass sending me an email. But whatever you like, however you prefer to get in touch with me, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, with that being said, we are here for Picks Week 3 here on the show. And I would be remiss if I didn't give another shout-out, or a fellow shout-out, I should say, to Volley Polly, who has his own uh, football pickums podcast called Polly's Pickums. Uh, if you want to go to wherever you get your podcasts, like subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go and give him a like and subscribe as well. And make sure you give me a like and subscribe wherever it is you get your, your podcasts. Uh, he did give me a little mention on the show. And he has been one of my pickers since last season. Matter of fact, he won Fritz Picks last year. that he got to have his own segment here on the show. Uh, so shout out to Volley Polly uh, of Fritz Picks. Uh, looking at the standings here, not a whole lot of movement. If you recall last week, not a lot of variation of the picks. Currently, Buck, Matt Buck, sits at 6-4 and four, uh, ahead of the leaderboard. We've got myself and Volley Polly, both at 5-5. Five and five, And A.A. Rock, my best friend Aaron Thompson, sitting at 4-6. and six. Got some really exciting games to choose from here in uh, Frick's Picks Week 3. Uh, first, from week five, the NCAA, the newly ranked number eight Arkansas Razorbacks travel to Athens to take on the number two ranked Georgia, coming off of a 62 to nothing win against Vanderbilt last week. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, I thought that somebody might go for it, but nobody has as the board. Myself, Buck, Volley Polly, and Aaron all take the dogs of Georgia. Uh, to win this game. I think it's going to be closer than, than we might expect. Uh, Georgia has not really been challenged. The only the only offensive touchdown scored against Georgia was by my Gamecocks in week two, uh, or week three, I should say. Uh, nevertheless, uh, everybody's got the dogs winning against the Razorbacks. The dogs over the hogs, uh, pun intended here, uh, in Frick's Picks week three. Another top 10 matchup features number seven Cincinnati traveling to South Bend to take on number nine Notre Dame. Volley Polly Buck and Aaron have all taken the Irish. While I think that Notre Dame has not truly been challenged, I'm calling Cincinnati that even though they're ranked higher to take the upset here against the fighting Irish of Notre Dame. 
That's right, Bully Rye going out on a limb, being the only one to take Cincinnati, uh, while everyone else, the rest of the board, takes Notre Dame. Moving along, the NFL schedule sees some really, really fun games to watch. The 3-0 Carolina Panthers take on the 2-1 Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Buck and Aaron are on the Panthers uh, train, while Volley Polly and I have taken the Dallas Cowboys to get the home win over the Panthers. You know, we saw what was a probably a really bad Eagles team get trounced by the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. The Panthers have looked really good. Having said that, I don't think they've played anybody that's, well, that, that is really good themselves. I mean, they took out the Jets in Week 1. Uh, they took out the Saints who, you know, they were missing a lot of coaches due to COVID protocol and whatnot, and apparently that's a big deal. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'd like to see the Panthers win now that, you know, I'm, I'm back on the Panthers bandwagon in general. A shout-out to the Fresh Prince uh, who, who can't stand the fact that I root for Carolina now that Cam Newton is gone. Uh, as much as I'd like to see Carolina win this game, I just don't see it happening. That's why I've got Dallas taking out Carolina. Uh, and again, split 50-50 here in the Dallas-Carolina game. Uh, next up, we get an NFC West showdown as the Seattle Seahawks take on the San Francisco 49ers. Another game where only one person went against the green. Bully Rye, Buck, and A-Ron all are on the side of the Seattle Seahawks, while Volley Polly has taken the 49ers to win this game at home. I'll tell you what, the 49ers are one of those, another one of those teams that's an anomaly. Uh, they, for all intents and purposes, should have beaten uh, the, the Green Bay Packers. They also very well should have lost to the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is a team that's hard to figure out. We finally saw, the, you know, the, the re-emergence, if you will, of George Kittle this past week. Uh, Debo Samuel catches everything, you throw it to him. Um, unfortunately for uh, for the 49ers, they get a Seahawks team who is is trying to, to reestablish the dominance here in the West, considering they both have to take on uh, the next two teams that we're going to talk about. The other divisional matchup here in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams, the undefeated Rams who just knocked off the defending Super Bowl champions in week three of the NFL season. The Cardinals, who have what could be the most exciting and explosive offense in the NFL. The entire, it's again, like the Georgia Bulldogs, everybody's taking the LA Rams in this game. Uh, I think, you know, the Rams are riding high after that win against Tampa Bay. I mean, they, <laughs> they threw off Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they, they hit Gronk hard one time in that game. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got a defense and, you know, there's, they've been stories all week about, you know, Matt Stafford's journey to the Rams. I'm never saying that Jared Goff wasn't, wasn't a good quarterback. I mean, I'm, I'm root for the lions too. So I'd like to see Jared Goff succeed, but he's no Matt Stafford. And with Matt Stafford at the helm, We've seen Robert Woods kind of take a step back, but the rest of this offense is just so good. And we're talking an offense that lost their starting running back preseason to a torn ACL, traded for another former Georgia uh, Bulldog in Sony Michelle uh, to to lead this running back room. Now, granted, Daryl Henderson was leading the room until he got hurt, but it looks like Sony Michelle is going to be the guy. And uh, and I tell you what, man, this. This Rams team is going to be fun to watch. Uh, whether or not they, you know, they take out the Cardinals this week, 
Uh, we all we all expect them to. Uh, this is going to be a really fun game to see what Kyler Murray's mobility and all the weapons he has on the outside is going to be able to do uh, coming into this week. Uh, so again, uh, the Rams taking on Arizona. Everybody's got the Rams. Uh, so again, some really exciting football. A couple of top 10 games in college football to watch, not to mention the Carolina Gamecocks taking on Troy at 330. Uh, I act like that's a big game because South Carolina might get their third win this week, and I hope they do. Uh, they they open up as really big favorites, which is always always makes me nervous. But at the same time, I think Clemson is a 17-point favorite against Boston College this week. Uh, you know, they haven't beaten a D1 school this year uh, by more than six. And the only game they, they won uh, was against um, I came in, Georgia Tech. Now, granted, Georgia Tech had a big win against North Carolina last weekend as well. Uh, I digress. Uh, some College lines are so hard to, to bet against. Uh, but nevertheless, really exciting weekend and football ahead of us. That's the show. There's your football show for this week. The football show seemed to be a little shorter, partially because it's me talking to you and, and nobody else. Eventually, we're going to have a guest on the show, and it may run a little bit quicker. Uh, but hopefully, this this shorter format helps you uh, hear some football news, get some football takes, and make some fantasy football decisions uh, going into your weekend. Uh, stay tuned. Again, a really fun show coming up Monday as uh, PJ Steven and I review the Extreme Rules pay-per-view from 2021. It happened, Amir, by the time that you hear it, it'll have happened a week ago. Uh, so stay tuned for that this Monday, followed by another fantasy football slash football Thursday show uh, next Thursday. Uh, with that being said, thanks again for making me part of your part of your day. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, reach out to me on social if there's anything you want me to cover. And we'll see you next time right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.